Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Amory Score. I am Jackson Tyler. I am joined by Molly. Hi, it's me, Molly. Hello, we're here to take you on a journey through the discography of Coheed and Cambria, track by track through the world's most bullshit Star Wars ripoff uh, known to our species. And we're going to have a good, good, good time most weeks. But today, we're not. We're going to have a bad time. It's going to be a bad time. The song's bad, and also the story doesn't... The story and the song are like... They've completely separated. We have a lot of threads to get to that don't really show up in any of the songs, but we need to cover them for, like, uh, story tissue. So we're going to go in. Just going to be a lot of plot happening. So... Fair warning, pay attention, because it's bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. It's bullshit. There's too much of it, and only mm, 75% of it does not matter, I would say. Yep. But, before we do that, where were we? Where do things stand? How did we get here? Previously, on uh, the Special Boy. <laughs> <laughs> the Special Boy has left home after his family killed his kids. <laughs> Killed their kids, not Claudio's kids. The special boy's kids are okay. We're doing this again. Uh, that's okay. staying in, so everyone can hear the special boy story. But people actually right. need to know. So, who's who? What happened? Let's go. Coheed and Cambria have murdered three of four of their children after Mayo Deptonwolf, who is the right hand man to Wilhelm Ryan, the supreme trimage, who's an evil man, uh, told them to. And they why did, did he tell them to? Uh, for fun, because they have the monster virus. Uh, Cody and Gambria do, and they have passed on the Sinistar virus to their children, uh, which is a threat to the galaxy that is kind of ambiguous. So they murder their children, and then... They get kidnapped and put on the Gloria Velvesa for transport to the planet known as Paris, colon, Earth. Yes, they do. Oh boy, Um, yes, they do. There is a subplot with something to do with dragonflies that I don't think we've touched yet. They Um, keep mentioning the flies... Yes, I'm still not entirely sure, um, and this is just kind of a gap in my knowledge, why they're necessary or why they're bad, but they are bad, folks. They're just a thing, they're like a weapon of some kind that will, shockingly, be used later towards the end of the album. Yeah. Uh, but right now, that's just like some dragonfly imagery, but that's basically it. Not much has happened, just the inciting incident. They fucking wasted a song on one of the characters getting, like, raped, because, you know, that's important plot information to have. You gotta when, have it. When this song is, like, skipping a whole swath of what actually happens in the Amory Wars. I guess yeah, the, yeah, the thing about this song is it's about to cover, like, four of the comics they put out. Yep. And we are going to go over them and not give every particular detail, but all of the details you need to understand what's happening. So, last week, we left uh, Coheed and Cambria. Uh, he has a gun arm now, Coheed does, and Cambria's kind of standing behind her. him. Yeah. He has a gun arm now, and Co- Fucking... He has... <laughs> he has a gun arm now, and Cambria is kind of standing behind him, like, oh, you've got a gun arm, I will protect you. Uh, or something and they are very angry because they're like oh we didn't need to kill our kids after all and that's basically where we left off uh jesse and mariah are working with the resistance against like um uh, against wilhelm ryan who is the supreme archmage he can't be the archmage or the supreme mage he has to be both it's the supreme trimage oh supreme trimage i'm sorry it's not supreme archmage 
oh that that would be stupid <laughs> that would be dumb please get the fiction correct jackson oh i'm i'm sorry i've let you down anyway uh they rush to the bridge is what they do next they rush to the bridge and they go this ship is ours now i've got a gun in my arm uh yeah and they're very mean to the crew here um yep. they start smashing people they basically just leave four people alive. One of them is the captain, one of them is the navigator, and the other one's the communications officer. You don't need names. That's the people they left alive. Um, the ship has been put on autopilot, they find out, when Jesse and Mariah appear in another ship to take out this one because they just see an enemy ship flying by. Yes, um, that is how... So, Jesse and Kohi and Cambria are, like, the, the people in the flashback who... They are the the KBI, which I think is referenced at some point here. Anyway, we'll get into the specifics of that later, but they are three quote-unquote friends who had a past life together where they did bad things that has been kind of, like, memory-wiped and isn't fucking yeah. actually explained until the fifth album. Yeah, um, it's it's also worth noting that we're gonna... People refer to Jesse as the Inferno a lot, um, just to keep the plot thread in line here, because people are gonna refer to him just as Inferno, just so you know. Uh, we'll just so so we'll explain what the names of the KBI are. So it's the K is the knowledge that's Cambria, and then the B is the beast, and that is Coheed. And then there's finally the Inferno, who is Jesse, and they all used to work together, uh, and they're all people who were built. And that's, that's basically all you get at this point. Um, but it is hilarious that the way they like come into. Uh, the plot finally interacting is sheer coincidence. They just happen to like rush this one ship that they have happened to have taken control on. Cause what is plotting? Uh, and anyway, Jesse's like, well, hello friends. Good to see you. <laughs> hello. But- if I would have, he, okay. The problem is he acts like he has advanced information about their like monster virus problem. And he's like, Oh, if I knew they were going to like blackmail you, I would have helped you out. And it's like, Jesse, buddy, you did know. You did. <laughs> you shithead. You could have stopped this. Yeah, but also he probably thought, nah, my brother's not so much of an idiot that he'll, uh, you know, literally his murder his children and get captured. At the slightest provocation. He's better than this. He's the bee. <laughs> He's the bee. He's the beast. His He's... wife is the knowledge she should know. <laughs> she did know. <laughs> she literally she reads someone's mind and finds out. Fuck this comic. Anyway, Jesse goes, good friends. Hello. I have to murder you now because it's on autopilot, you see. Uh, and I, you're just on the shit. I'm fucking leading a resistance here. You're, you're getting killed. Sorry. Uh, because apparently it, everybody's kind of chill with that, actually. Yeah, I mean, they killed their own kids earlier. They know how to forgive. They know how it is. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I, I understand. Anyway. Um, the that- navigations officer at this point goes, wait, there's another way. If we can override the power core in this thing, we could turn off the autopilot and then we can navigate this elsewhere. Um, they all agree this is a good idea rather than killing their friends. And uh, Jesse tells his crew, all right, we're going to give them one hour. And if they don't get it right, we are going to destroy them. But they get it right, and they save the day, and they're fine. Uh, no, wait, Jackson, that's not that's not what happens. And then they go home to their one child. <laughs> Jackson, no. Hey, Jackson, yes. that's absolutely not how the comic goes, friend. <laughs> and then there's no more comics. 
<laughs> that's it. The end here, and that was the Amory score. Thank that, you, everyone, for listening. Uh, that, that was, was how Claudio's all his family died, but they carried on, because what else? Anyway, no, what happens, Molly? Um, they get down to the core after a while. They have to fight more guys who are on the ship. Um, they get to the core, and Claudio... Uh, not Claudio, I'm sorry. Coheed. There are way too many C names in this comic. Coheed uh, was a worker in a... I don't... I still don't understand where he worked from. They referenced that this is what he used to work on, is uh, electronics and stuff. So he tries to rewire the core. It doesn't work. And they are suddenly accosted... Or no, no. They get... Before they're accosted, they decide, okay, well, if we can't do this, we gotta kill ourselves. They do decide And then they're accosted by the bad guys. Oopsie. Oopsie. And the bad guys do not want them dead. They want them alive and on Paris Earth, which presents kind of an issue. So So that is basically where, for for now, we are going to leave the Coheed and Cambria plots. Uh, They are just kind of captured and being, like, taken away. The ship is being towed away. uh, And the Jesse and and Mariah in the uh, Grey Lab are like, God fucking damn it. They, I think they've also gone elsewhere. I think they've also moved on. Yes, they've left um, for reasons. Because they, and, they left and then, like, saw the ship was being towed. And they were like, oh, we can't go back. I guess we have to go where the plot needs us now. <laughs> yeah, they have no reason to leave here except for, I guess we can't do anything. Fuck it. I don't know what their plan was other than to blow up this one random ship in the first place. Is it carrying the flies? I- no, because no, the, it's just the a random ship that's flying by. The uh, they find the reason that they're chasing this ship is they find somebody transmitting data to it in the middle of the desert planet they were on. Right, yes. and they decide to give chase to it after beating the shit out of the guy who was transmitting data. It's the shittest resistance I've ever seen. Anyway, it's, speaking of it Mayo, also barely exists. Speaking of Mayo, um, I want to note that the guy who does go and fight Coheed and Cambria is a guy named Admiral Crom because we're going to talk about him for a second here. Crom, um, I forgot he was called Crom. His name is Admiral Crom, and he uh, goes and finds Mayo, who is giving orders to his troops. Um, and Admiral Crom tells him, "Hey, knock that off! You're demoted. Uh, according to Supreme Trimage Ryan, uh, we're dropping you back to go work on the flies, and I am going to take over this mission because you left one of the kids alive." Uh, and so he gets Mayo gets like really angry about this clearly convenient plot demotion so Crom can go die. <laughs> and uh, the other thing, Crom Cl- doesn't matter. He is going to get fucked up in the next few issues. And this is also an excuse to have Mayo go talk to Ryan, basically. Yes. Uh, it gives him a reason to get off this ship. So he goes back to Ryan, and Ryan puts him on fly duty. And then uh, we see Ryan for the first time. He's a blue man. Uh, who has been deformed by apparently being a bad man because this is Mass Effect 2. Yes. Um, I really don't understand why he's all messed up. They don't get into it, but they do note that he got messed up by getting into this war. So, And he's, he's really angry at Mayo. because He's very angry with Mayo. Because, now, get I don't know if you've heard this plot before, but Mayo did everything right except he let the one special boy who could interrupt his plans escape. <laughs> The only special boy. The specialist boy. He did all the other things, but he forgot the special boy. If he'd only killed the special boy, he wouldn't be demoted, and maybe Mayo wouldn't be so mad. If he's the only boy that could actually stop Mayo's plans, why not just tell Cohen and Cambria, okay, kill one of your children, and you can have the the other other three. uh, Keep the other three, or at least kill Claudio first. 
<laughs> I'm going to give you guys a great deal. Listen, I was going to recommend you kill all four kids, but instead, <laughs> if you actually just kill the one special boy, that would be fantastic, and we can let you have the other three. There have been so many opportunities to kill the special boy before he like realized he had powers, but they didn't take any of them. Anyway, no, anyway. this leads to a hilarious panel in the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> where uh, where Mayo... he's like, nope, looking sorry, go ahead. at a screen of Claudio and being like, "Where are you? You are the special boy who must be stopped." And Claudio's face is like fucking the Fonz. <laughs> he just got his mouth fucking hanging open, looking like an idiot. It's wonderful. Oh, it's amazing. Anyway, none of these are what the song's about. No, this. Well, kind of. This Ooh. is where this is where things are happening in the plot in relation to this song. And there are bits of the song where, like, the, the, the there's a bit of the song where, like, the captain send the SOS, and that clearly happens in the Coheed stuff. Like, they send yeah. the SOS, but it the, they cancel there's it. There's a part. There's a part that's the I need Mayo part where that's probably Ryan sending for Mayo to come back so we can give him new orders, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, because the yeah the line's like I need Mayo, and then he's like, oh, I won't fail you now, which is the thing Ryan uh, Mayo would reply like yeah. clear things that like we can mentally put into what happens. But what is the here shot kid disaster, and what does it have to do with anything? Uh, well, here's the thing: is that it doesn't. The here shot kid disaster refers to. Um, we're going to talk about the special boy. We promised last episode that we were not going to talk about the special I forgot. boy. Well, but no. I forgot that something happens. This, nothing really happens to the special boy, and we wouldn't even bring it up apart from the fact that the fucking song's about it. Because behind the sausage, there's like some some real special boy stuff that happens in this comic that we're going to talk about in album two because like that's where all the concepts get introduced in terms yeah. of... Uh, like the the songs, like but they've backfilled it into this comic. But this is one bit that wasn't backfilled, and it's so he's on the run, and then yeah. what does he do next? So Claudio's on the run, and he gets himself onto some kind of garbage freighter uh, to escape the planet he was on, which I believe was actually called Appity Prime. Yes, it was called Appity Prime. They finally let us know. They finally let us know that it was called Appity Prime, um, and he leaves on a ship bound for Shilos Ten. Um, Shilos 10 is referred to by multiple people as, like, the biggest shithole in the keywork total. Which, sure, I guess. Like, he's gonna go hang out there. Um, so he, he goes to Tatooine. Off. He goes to Tatooine, <laughs> and while he's on the ship, he finds these very big, scary monster pods. Um, and this is very clearly not a garbage ship anymore. They are transporting these living beings, um, down to Shilos 10 for whatever reason. Um, we find out that they're used for energy. They're killing these people to fuel some weapon. Um, and we don't get the name of the species because everyone just kind of derogatively refers to them as stars because they provide energy. Uh, Claudio yeah. shows up. He's the special boy. And he talks to somebody who is just minding his own business. One of the one of the stars. And... They tell him, yeah, one of the stars just tried to escape. Uh, it's the first one who's ever tried to. He took out five guards before he died. Uh, they're calling him the Hearshot Kid. Which is the most throwaway. I, I have to believe that Claudio just wrote this song, gave it a name, and went, Ah, oh, fuck, I don't know where this goes. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, um, and that's ridiculous. That's the entire plot for this. Claudio is going to hang out on Shilos 10 for the next 10 years. <laughs> Because he has nothing better to do except for be a piece of shit and not try to get off this planet with his special boy powers. 
He's literally going to stay on this planet for the rest of this album, and the majority of... Well, okay, the majority of the next comic, not the majority of the album, because the fucking pacing goes all over the place. But basically, he just lands on Shiloh's 10, and the story of the Hearshot Kid is like, yes, the Hearshot Kid, he gave us hope. He died, but he, he died, like, fighting them, and he was a sign that we didn't have to take it. And then Claudia goes, great! I'm gonna stay here for ten years, so goodbye. Yeah. Do, you mind, do you mind if I? <laughs> hey, can I fucking chill here? <laughs> fucking. Useless, Are you guys good? Most useless special boy to ever exist. Oh, He's Christ. the worst special boy. I, I listen. Claudio's okay. He's the worst special boy. Gives Harry Potter a good name. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that is the story behind Earshot Kid Disaster. I also want to, I don't think there's another good place to put this, but we get the origin behind the Onstantine Priest. I guess we could do that in the Patrick episode, huh? Yes. Because that, that directly relates to him. We'll, so we'll, we'll talk about it next I'll time. I'll just cut that. I'll just cut that. So we'll do it next time. Okay. Yeah. But so that is here shot kid disaster. Yes, it is. Uh, in terms of what happens, but should we should we play play the music, the music of the song that we've been really talking up as being extremely good. good song it's not a good no i was listening to it this is maybe uh, i know i think i might have set up for devil jersey city this actually might be my least favorite song on the album it's way worse than this that way better than this you think so way better yeah yeah no i think i just forgot that this song was on this album uh because i don't listen to this song when i listen to this album here shot kid disaster it's got a kind of it starts off with kind of an okay opening and then the screaming starts, and then I immediately check out. Yeah, because it, so it, it does the thing that a lot of the, uh, like a couple of the songs in this album do, where it has a completely unrelated opening riff. So for like 40 seconds, they're like, and then they go completely just change to um, a much slower tempo, just for the whole fucking verse. And it's really terrible, and I don't like it very much. I think it's kind of boring. I don't mind the verse, but it, it there's just something so off-putting about this song, and I don't know exactly what it is. It begins with a scream. Well, yes, I mean, I did describe the scream already. That's true. Uh, the screaming is bad, and this is one of the songs where they have the most screaming in it. It does have the line "I need mayo," it does, which so is amazing. After the the um the, that that verse it like goes down for a bit, and then they say something like, "Oh, what's the line? Something stupid." Still it's, searching yeah. for your face it, and, like, in the arm that killed the president, which isn't what actually his fucking There's gun no arm president. does. There's no president. Yeah. That's not what the gun arm does. It's a different. F- anyway. Uh, maybe that's something that happened in the, maybe that's in the past. Year with, in the with black- one of the Jesse's yeah. memories or something. Yeah, that could totally be a thing that at some point happens. Anyway, it goes down for a bit, and then it bigs up for the chorus, and we hear. Your face. 
Mario. <laughs> Which I love it so much. I love that part. He needs mayo. <laughs> and he will not fail you now. <laughs> he needs mayo, everyone. <laughs> oh, it's such nonsense. If you don't know there's a character named Mayo, it's even worse. But even if you know that, it's really dumb. Bonnie Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> The worst, so the, it's, the I won't fail you, and then it does the screaming again. Stop, guys. Yeah. They quit by, like, the third album. They don't do a lot of it, which is nice, but... Man, when they do it, it's like, you guys shouldn't be doing this. You guys are way better as a pop band than you are anything else. The, the second album's really weird because it's got a bunch of screaming samples, but just the clear, obviously, samples. It's just a strange aesthetic, but it's, it's very, very weird. Very weird. It's very 2001. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah. yeah, here, I don't have a lot to say about Here Shot Kid Disaster because it's... And, well, we could talk about the end part, which it changes to an even slower tempo. Uh, and it, it's just fucking boring. It really is. Like, it, the, the ending is, like, meant to be this big kind of, like, screaming uh, up and down bit because it's like, structural, will you be the engineer? And then it goes, blah, 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 for about four times yeah. in a row. And I don't know why. There's, like, it's one of the um, more, like, I guess, proggy songs. And I think kind of shows that they're usually pretty bad at that. Uh, Everything Evil was an exception because that was a really good one, good song in terms yeah. of how uh, every section was different. Like it switched to a completely different song in the second half, but that second song was much better than the first one. Whereas this just right. switches randomly between different types of song and music for no actually, real purpose. It's just distracting and it doesn't help the song any. Um, before we started recording, you and I were talking, and I messaged you like, "Why is this song six minutes long?" It's five minutes Just, forty. It's that is so close to six minutes that I don't like it. It's the longest song in the album. I mean, another thing this album has, uh, apart from thirty-three, which is next week, is that all the songs are kind of in the five to six minute range, or you know, around there. Like, they all are very similar length of songs. There's very little, like, breaking that up. Uh, they get much better about that on the next uh, couple albums. Yeah, and the good news is, like... Oh, no, not the good news. June Song Provision... We're going to get to all these things. June Song Provision... Words, huh? June Song Provision has a good first half. Never Ender, I think, is a good song. We'll, we'll get to these things. We'll get to these, yes. I, I like the rest of this album from here on out. I don't hate the rest of this album. Yeah, it's all fine. Uh, I have problems with, like, some of the uh, choices they make. But, yeah, it's not a terrible album. Yeah. And hopefully we're going to, next time, have a little, like, definitely next episode is going to be far more focused because of what that song yes. is about. There's, th that song is about exactly one thing, and we're going to talk about that one thing, and we're all going to laugh together, I we're think. We're all going to have a good time. We're all going to tell to you the story of Patrick. So look forward to that. Remember Patrick? Because I, I already forgot him. <laughs> and look forward to Remember hearing his story and then forgetting him immediately again. Because we weren't done with Josephine yet. <laughs> we have done. to talk about her tragic fiancé. We do. We do have to talk about her tragic BF. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for listening, everyone. I know a lot happened this week, but we made it. 
Where can we, we find you on the internet, Molly? Um, you can find me at your friend Molly on Twitter with a Y E R and at audioentropy.com where I record a bunch of other podcasts. You can find me at headfallsoff um on Twitter. You can find uh, this podcast at abnormalmapping.com slash TAS, along with all the other good, fine shows we do there. Uh, so have a good week. We'll see you next time with uh, more bullshit. More bullshit awaits. It's going to be good. Goodbye. It's going to be great. I need mayo. I need mayo. <laughs> I need mayo. <laughs> <laughs> Searching for your face And the arm that killed the president We